G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, I love it when we meet new people and make great connections. And we have a new, well, I'm going to say, member of the Vision family joining us on the phone this morning. Uh, It is Professor Peter Walters uh, joining us. Good morning. Now, you've been a professor of applied health and science at the Wheaton College. That's a big, big title. (laughs) It's it's a big title, and the primary emphasis within that uh, is healthcare. Uh, both prevention and uh, treatment of uh, wow. individuals within the healthcare context. Amazing. It's quite amazing what you've done. I mean, you've worked at Wheaton for uh, around 25 years. You've just recently retired, but you've certainly been there for a mm. long time uh, within this whole area of applied health science. I mean, tell us some of the different areas that you've worked in and studied in and, and some of your interests in that area. Well, uh, I actually came to this area from a sporting background. I uh, thought I was going to be a uh, football coach, football Mm -hmm. in the terms of American football, not soccer, but uh, ended up going to graduate school at Texas A&M and really started uh, getting interested in it more so in what are the causes and what are the barriers for people as it's related to living healthy lifestyles. So Mm -hmm. I did my doctoral dissertation on looking at what are some of those variables that uh, either help or hinder people uh, in in terms of being healthy. And Mm -hmm. uh, then I started my academic training and I moved more so into the area of sleep. So uh, that has been uh, in, in, in large part uh, just because no one else was really doing work in that area. You typically mm-hmm. hear of the triple crown of health, diet, exercise, and, and, and rest or sleep. And there are volumes on diet and exercise, and uh, sleep is the, the really the neglected area. Mm. Uh, becoming more of interest in the last uh, several years, but by far, uh, much less is known about the world of sleep than either diet or exercise. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm. Well, I'm keen to hear a bit about it sleep. Is. I'm a yeah, big fan same. of sleep. We probably don't get enough, yeah. though. That's- it's one of my ministry gifts, I would have thought, hopefully, sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sleep is one of those things. Uh, it's it's uh, often kind of neglected, and uh, you, you get involved in just a busy lifestyle, And uh, if you're sleep deprived, you're just pretty much uh, assuming that this is normal behavior. And uh, it it really does compromise your physical and psychological, and I would uh, also say spiritual dimension of of your life. So uh, it's interesting that, you know, you think about one of the Ten Commandments involves rest. Mm. And mm. Uh, I think God kind of knew our propensity for productivity and the fact that he would, within the 10, 
say you 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 really need to take a day off and and also you know that was his example as you read the creation narrative in in the book of Genesis as well yeah that's a fascinating point that you make there and i think that's true and i guess that's something that we could explore a little bit with you is the idea of sleep versus rest because i guess they are different in a sense aren't they like you could be uh, just you know obviously saying well i've got to get to sleep because i'm tired but taking time to rest is probably a different dimension, isn't it? It really, it, it is, but they're also linked together. And, and I, I, I think a lot of the people that I've worked with at college are both faculty and students. It's a very rigorous academic program. So what you learn uh, quickly is you just have to work really, really hard. So uh, I think either taking rest or cutting the corners on sleep uh, is is what really tends to be neglected. And, and that's what I saw. It, not only was it a neglected area in terms of academic writing, it was an area that got pushed aside in almost a kind of a badge of honor. You know, mm, it was yeah. a little bit mm. boastful about, oh, I'm, you know, only getting five hours, I only got five hours of sleep last night. And, and we, I started looking at data on this, and we did a uh, fairly robust uh, descriptive study on the sleeping patterns of our students. And the average student goes to bed during the week uh, at 1.06 a.m. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, they got a little bit more than six hours of sleep. And then I started thinking, are we an anomaly? And it's really not. Uh, there's another gentleman at Stanford University, which is out on the West Coast, uh, academic school. William DeMint was the professor. And he looked at students at that institution and saw very similar numbers in terms of comparisons. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, and 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 I would I would also say probably uh, it's not just students, but also adults as well. Yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Well, I know for me, I I kind of aim for six hours sleep a night. I figure if I'm getting less than six, that's not good. Six is sort of my benchmark. So are you sort of saying that's not enough, or or is that sort of sufficient if you're getting it consistently? You know, it's really interesting. Uh, you hear. Uh, it, at least one of the common uh, ideas in the states is that it, you need eight hours of sleep. Well, that's a statistical average, uh, and it comes from looking at demographic data. And the average individual gets between seven and nine hours of sleep per night. That's sixty-eight percent of the of, of the population. So an average on that is eight. You're a little bit on the the leaner side of that, <laughs> but but you don't use an average to make recommendations. That would be like mm. saying, you know, uh, uh, Robo, that you know, the average size shoe for a gentleman is size ten. So we all need to have size ten shoes. Mm, yeah. uh, that's that's just craziness. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is you go and and you fit your shoe, both in length and in in breadth, and this the same is true for sleep. Uh, there are people that have very short sleep needs. Uh, I know some individuals that sleep uh, a little over uh, five hours a night, and and I've talked with them, and they've done that pretty much all their adult life. Mm. Uh, 
and then others uh, sleep over 10 hours per night. Yeah. So I, it's really important to, to kind of identify how much sleep you need and, and then pretty much go from there. Is it safe to say, though, that sleep is important for our mental and emotional well-being? Like, is it actually more than just a physical need? It, it really is. And from a physical standpoint, you literally will kill somebody if, if they can't sleep. Uh, there's a, a, a condition called fatal familial insomnia, and it's where a person can't fall asleep. It's pretty rare, but people die. Uh, so... You know, I think we get that physically just from the feedback system. But what you look at in terms of mentally, uh, and, and what you really see, uh, particularly among college students, they'll say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm tired, but I can do just as well. Uh, when you put them in a laboratory and you test that hypothesis, you just see repeatedly, almost virtually every single study, students significantly underperform Mm-hmm. when they're sleep deprived. And then I think the big one is uh, psychological. There's a, a little phrase in the uh, behavioral medicine world. It's called HALT, H-A-L-T. And it's, you need to be careful if you get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired. Mm, yes, so H A L T, and I what it does is it just puts you off balance. And uh, I think of, and and you can look at studies looking at uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, has sleep has a major factor. As a matter of fact, uh, there's studies that have that have looked at uh, medication, sleep, uh, and what it just as a general overview is it seems to be as effective as uh, uh, psychotropic uh, drugs in terms of the quality. Uh, like if, if you're suffering, the benefit that you would receive is equal to that of being on proper medication. What? I would say oftentimes what happens to people that are sleep, or that, are depri- that are depressed or anxious, they want to sleep. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, and the, the fact is, is often they cannot either go to sleep or stay asleep. Mm. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's funny, it's, you make generalizations, but there's mm. always individuals then who just sleep too much. Yeah. Uh, they're not sleeping, uh, too little, but they're sleeping 11, 12 hours a day. And that's, uh also a concern so well look it's great to hear what you're sharing i mean we you know uh i'm sure we have lots more questions we could ask but we'll pull it up there and we'll but we'll we'll certainly do some more uh segments with you to to talk a bit more about sleep and some of the other uh things that you've learned in your studies over the years with, with relation to i guess that connection between physical and emotional wellness and uh, spiritual uh well-being as well so really appreciate your time today dr peter and uh great to get to to know you a little bit more. Wonderful. I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.